0: Welcome to episode 16 of the Savvy Shopkeeper Retail Podcast, the number one e-commerce misconception. I'm your host, Kathy Cruz. Before I start, can we just talk about those weeks in life that are just kind of crazy, where one thing goes wrong and then another thing goes wrong, and you had all of these great plans and you were going to accomplish a ton, but then you had to fix all of those things that went wrong. That has been my past week. So here I am getting ready to record this episode and feeling a little frustrated, and I just wanted to mention it because I am guessing that many of you have similar weeks. So I just had one, but I'm pushing through and I'm moving forward, and here we go with episode 16. So I also want to say if you've had one of those weeks this past week, I feel for you. I get it. I'm hoping you just kind of move along and push forward too. So with this episode, you're probably wondering, what is that misconception? And I say it's the number one misconception because it's what I keep hearing. There may be other misconceptions or myths around e-commerce stores, but it's the one thing that I keep hearing that's making me a little bit afraid, so I just want to make sure I talk about it in this episode so that you're as prepared as possible if you decide to launch an e-commerce store. So, but the misconception is that an e-commerce store will automatically bring you more sales. And I'm sometimes feeling like some of the shopkeepers are thinking it's going to bring them a lot of sales. You know, the whole build it and they will come theory. And don't get me wrong, it can generate lots of sales, but most often it takes a ton of work to get to that point. So my intention for this episode is not to dissuade anyone from launching an online shop, but rather to educate and prepare you for the work ahead. Because hosting and managing your own online shop can be another source of revenue, and that's great, and it can be helpful to your customers, it can attract new customers, it can alleviate paying fees to other online platforms like Etsy. And I have nothing against Etsy at all. I actually often recommend it to clients who are just starting out because they'll get so many more eyes on their online store this way. You know, Etsy has a massive following, so it's easier when you're first starting out to get more eyes on your shop and new orders this way. If you don't have a following or a large customer base, Etsy is just a really great, great way to start. But today I'm talking about building your own online store. You build it, you own it, you profit from it. So before I get started, I want to give a shopkeeper shout out like I normally do, and this time it's to Kim White Jenkins of Helium Studio in in Wayne, Michigan. Kim titled her review, four years later, and I still crave the biz basics. In her review, and I just want to say thank you, Kim, for the five stars, Kim went on to say, This is my year. I've pioneered our artist market in our sleepy, retail-wise, small town, and after four years, I must, she emphasized must, turn around this hobby that should be a business, create a strategy to thrive, and pay myself. I'm a self-taught maker and biz owner, so I'm missing some basic and advanced skills that Kathy generously explains. Thanks for filling in the blanks for me, Savvy Shopkeeper podcast. So Kim, I really, really want to give you a huge compliment because part of the mission of Savvy Shopkeeper is to teach women the skills it takes to run a profitable, and my emphasis is on profitable, retail business. We all have the passion. We all have the vision. We all know what we want our stores and shops to look like. But how do we become the CEO of our business, especially when we don't have a business background, especially when no one's ever taught us some of these things? That's what most shopkeepers need to learn, because like Kim said, otherwise what we have is a hobby. So I really appreciate this honest review. I think many listeners can empathize with what you're feeling and experiencing, Kim, but if you're wondering about Kim's store again, it's Helium Studio out of Wayne, Michigan, and I will have her store her website linked in the show notes if you'd like to visit her store. So let's get started on episode 16. I recently heard that a 2 to 3% conversion rate in an e-commerce store is good. Not excellent, but good. So what does that mean? That means if 2 to 3 out of 100 people visiting your website buy from you, you're in the good conversion range. That's, I wanna, I just wanna say it again. That's two out of 100 visitors. So I wanna focus on the number, the two out of 100, because if you're a brick and mortar store owner and you think about if 100 people walked into your store and only two bought from you, that would be pretty devastating. But in e-commerce, this is actually a pretty good conversion rate. Now, what is the average? What's typical? What should you expect to start? I actually don't know. You know, are you should you expect maybe one in 200 visitors when you first launch your e-commerce store? Is it one in 500 visitors? I really don't know that number yet. Uh, I'll probably try to research it after this episode, but you probably all know that I love data and analyzing numbers, but today's episode won't be so much about the numbers. It'll be more about expectations. So if you're a brick and mortar store owner struggling to survive, or you're a maker with an Etsy shop, or maybe you have a store on Fair or Tundra, and you don't want to see your profits go to the fees that you're paying on those platforms, building your own website and or e-commerce shop can be a great alternative. But how do you determine if it's right for you? That's exactly what we're going to talk about today. So I have a series of questions I want you to ask yourself, and we're going to start with the first one. It's do your customers want to shop online with you? If you're a maker selling online already, this one is easy. You already know customers are buying from you and shopping with you in your online shop. So you've pretty much, I hope you've answered this question pretty quickly. But if you're a traditional brick-and-mortar store owner, Is your ideal customer looking to shop online, and particularly with you? Do you know their shopping habits enough to confidently say this is a good move for you, your customers, and your business? Have they been asking you for this? Would they prefer shipping over local pickup or both? This is the type of market research you need to do before you go all in with an online shop. On occasion, I'll hear struggling brick and mortar store owners talk about setting up an e-commerce store because they think this is the solution to their problems. And it can be a nice stream of revenue, but I want you to really think this through before you take that leap. So you really need to think about your customer and if this is something that they want. I'm proud to say Darice is the sponsor of this season of the Savvy Shopkeeper Retail Podcast. If you aren't familiar with Darice, they are a premier distributor in the arts and crafts industry, but they are so much more than arts and crafts. They have on-trend home decor items, bridal, garden, gifts, and some great items for creating beautiful store and booth displays. Not only that, Doris has a fantastic blog that includes categories for both makers and brick and mortar businesses. As an independent retail store owner myself, it's really nice to know that we can place a minimum order for only $75. You don't hear that very often. Darice has an exclusive offer for Savvy Shopkeeper listeners. Use promo code SHOP20, that's S-H-O-P-20, at checkout for 20% off your order. Offer valid through December 31st, 2020. Visit Darice.com, that's D and David, A-R-I-C-E dot com, Darice.com, to check out everything they have to offer. Okay, so the next question is, do I have the bandwidth or the skill set to do the work myself? I'm really not sure where to begin here because there's so much to consider when shopkeepers go to build an e-commerce store. Like for instance, does it integrate with your point of sale system? Does it sync with your inventory management system? What platform will you build it on? Will you build it on something that's already existing like a WordPress site? So many things to consider, so many platforms to research and consider. Um, There's WooCommerce, Shopify, Equid, Square Online. And those are just a few of the many platforms and tools you can use to accomplish this task. It's not a one-size-fits-all solution for most shopkeepers, so it would be difficult for me to address this in a single episode. But the most important question here is, can you DIY this project? Or can you learn how to build it? And do you have the time to do it? Because if you're learning or teaching yourself how to do this, and I've done this plenty of times, I've done this for a Savvy Shopkeeper, I've done this for the brick and mortar store I co-own with my sister, but that was way early on. That was years ago when I had more time to build it and learn those platforms and learn WordPress. But if you have the time and if you're willing to do the research and you're willing to take some courses online or watch some YouTube videos, it might be worth it. And if you can build it on your own and you can do it at an affordable price, by all means, I I highly recommend it. I just want you to sit back and think about, do you have that bandwidth? Because this most likely won't be a weekend project. It will take some time. Okay, so if you answered no to that question, if you don't have the bandwidth, you don't have the skill set. Then the next question is, can I afford to hire or am I willing to invest in someone else building it? So building a website can be an expense in and of itself. I'm sure most of you know that. And if you're adding an online shop to that and you have hundreds of SKUs, for example, in your brick and mortar store, this can be quite a project. It doesn't mean it's not doable, but maybe you need to budget for this. Okay, so moving on to the next question. Can I manage it or delegate the managing to someone on my team? So once you're up and running, once you actually have the website, the e-commerce store, once you have all of that built, an online shop takes some maintenance. So there's some inventory management. Sometimes it means activating and deactivating listings. It means staying on top of inventory because the last thing you want is to sell something that's not in stock. And there might be some of you that are listening to this. It's happened to you. It's happened to me. It's the worst feeling because now you have to reach out to the customer to say, I know it showed that it was available in our online store, but there was some confusion around the inventory and we actually no longer have it in stock or sold out. What's even worse is when you can't bring it back in and you have to tell them, I'm sorry, we need to refund your money or whatever the situation may be. So the question is, will you manage this or will someone else on your team manage it? And are they tech savvy enough to handle the task? Are you prepared to take images, weigh and measure each item? These are all things to consider when building an e-commerce store. The next question is, am I prepared to ship items or store them for pickup? This is sometimes a deal breaker for shopkeepers. I'll be honest, the fear of shipping is real. Now, for the makers with Etsy shops who have been shipping since they started their shopkeeping journey, this is easy peasy. They have figured out the shipping process. They have the tape they need, the boxes, the envelopes, the bubble wrap, printers, labels, you know, all that stuff that that you need in order to ship out products. But for some brick and mortar store owners who have never shipped, this can be intimidating. And I will say that it can take a little work to get comfortable with the shipping process and the setup and accumulating all of the products that you need to ship. But once you get this established, it's actually not that bad. There's a little bit of a learning curve at the beginning, but then it it can become routine and usually have everything you need. And if you decide to offer in-store pickup, do you have a designated area in your store to hold orders? So I know there are lots of shopkeepers in the Savvy Shopkeepers group, who have very, very small brick and mortar spaces with minimal or zero storage space. So if you're offering online shopping with the option to pick up in store, just make sure that you have the room to keep all of those orders until someone picks it up. And then around that, I would also recommend setting a policy. So for example, you might wanna say, online orders must be picked up within five business days. And I suggest saying that because otherwise it can be weeks before someone picks up an order and you don't want to be holding or storing orders for that long. And then the number six question, and it's last but not least, is am I prepared to market it? So like I mentioned at the beginning of this episode, build it and they will come isn't always the case with online shops. It can take quite a bit of communication and marketing to get people to your website to buy from you. You can have an online shop open for over a year and still have customers who will say, you have an online shop? I didn't know that. We all know what that's like, right? But you'll need to do a few things. You'll need to educate your current customers. And this can take repetitive email and social media marketing efforts. I want you to realize that one email to your list announcing your online shop will not be enough. If you've never heard the marketing rule of seven, it states that a prospect needs to hear the advertiser's message at least seven times before they'll take action to buy that product or service. Yes, seven times. Crazy, right? But we all consume so much information that it's easy for us to miss things. So be prepared to market the heck out of this shop. Next, you'll want to attract new customers. And after that, you'll also want people to organically find your e-commerce store and shop with you. And what I mean by that is if someone searches keywords in Google and a listing in your online shop appears, that would be someone finding you organically. And if you're doing that, you want to make sure that you're spending some time on SEO and that's search engine optimization. Nothing that I want to dig into today in this episode, but these are just additional things that you'll want to consider. I don't want to overwhelm you today. So my point here is that you want to be prepared to market this part of your business. This is another revenue stream for you. And if you don't point people to it, if you don't teach them how to use it, offer them incentives to buy from your online shop, then what's the point of building it, you know? So again, I am not trying to talk anyone out of this. It probably sounds like I am, but I'm really not. Uh, My sister and I spent the past year building our online shop and and, um, improving our inventory management system. I just want you to be prepared for the work that'll be needed to go into it. So maybe once you answer these questions, the six that I just posed to you, you might find that in 2020, it's not the right time or it's not in your budget. But I always feel like the more you know, the better. And maybe this means an e-commerce store is something that you start planning and budgeting for in 2021. And there's nothing wrong with that. So to summarize, these are the big questions you want to ask yourself. Do your customers want it? Do you have the skill set and time to DIY it? Are you prepared to hire someone to build it? Who will manage it? Are you prepared to ship or offer local pickup? And are you prepared to truly market it? Once you've answered these questions and you know you want to move forward, I'm really curious to find out what are other questions you have around this then? Like, what what do you feel you need to learn about in order to move forward with this online shop? I'd really like to hear your questions. Uh, Maybe they'll inspire future podcast episodes. And you can send your questions to me on Instagram. Actually, you can all always message me on Instagram. My username is at Savvy Shopkeeper. That's two V's at Savvy Shopkeeper. So if you want to see the notes to this episode or find links to anything I mentioned, you can visit my blog at SavvyShopkeeper.com forward slash episode 16. That's SavvyShopkeeper.com forward slash episode 16. And one last thing, if you think this episode could help a friend or someone you know, please share it with them. If these episodes have been helpful to you, I would really appreciate if you left me a rating or a review. And if you need some instructions on how to do this, because I've I've been getting messages from people asking me how to do this, you'll want to go to the iTunes or Apple Podcast app, and then you'll visit the podcast, this particular podcast, under the Shows tab. And it's easy to rate. You'll see the stars there, and you can rate it anywhere from one to five stars. I hope you find it's five stars, but I want you to be honest. And then if you want to write a review, all you need to do is scroll down a little bit more until you see the words, write a review. And then when you click on that, you can enter in a title, you can write your review and you click submit. So I really appreciate it for all of those of you who have left a rating, who have left a review, who have offered to leave it but just didn't quite know what to do. I do really appreciate it, it makes a difference. So until the next episode, be savvy and boss up.